Good Sunday morning, uh, Landmark family and friends. So good to be with you all by video. Uh, obviously, uh, still not uh, all together yet. But I do want to give you a report that uh, I think everybody uh, involved in quarantining and, uh, and all those things as far as uh, church staff and uh, leadership, uh, we will be ready to go for next Sunday. So we will uh, resume live services next Sunday. That will be January the 10th, I believe. So uh, I'll give you more information as we progress on that. But uh, thank you for praying for, for everyone involved. And uh, we just need to continue to pray for those that are sick, those that are quarantining, those that are just uh, being careful. And so uh, we want to uh, just encourage everyone, uh, please stay safe. If you're not feeling good, stay at home. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's again, uh, we are in the kind of the midst of the, the worst time of it being the coldest part of the year and not just with COVID, but with, uh, everything, pneumonia, bronchitis, um, uh, just so many things going around. So please everyone stay healthy. If you are healthy, pray for God's protection and, and thank God for what you have. And, uh, if you're sick, we are praying for you to get well and uh, be able to be back with us. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, start with a word of prayer this morning. Uh, again, uh, just to continue to pray for, uh, for Mimi. She's uh, making good progress. Uh, she's at home, but we're asking everybody to just, uh, uh, she's not ready for visitors yet, uh, still can't uh, talk, and so uh, we're just uh, trying to get her settled in, and um, she's doing good and obviously happy to be home. Uh, so just continue to pray for her. Specific prayers are um, the uh, use of the right arm and right hand. Uh, that uh, was affected. And then also just for her speech. Uh, just uh, that's, uh, they tell us that's going to be kind of the, probably the slowest, longest road back. And so um, just continue to pray for those specifics if you would. We're still praying for 100% healing as we are for everyone. But we know that the Lord has, uh, has a plan and has his own plans for everything. They don't always coincide with our plans, and so uh, we understand that God, we submit to His will over our will, and so uh, just uh, pray for patience for uh, for everyone involved in that. And uh, again, just continue to pray for those who've lost loved ones during this time. Uh, just uh, I know the holidays were tough. We're on the other side. Uh, we are in a new year, 2021, and so we are praying for uh, some new things and for God to do some new things. Amen. Uh, so let's pray for that. Let's pray this morning, and then we're going to uh, jump right into our sermon for today. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us like you do. Lord, you're a good father, and uh, Lord, we know that, uh, Lord, many things are going on and have gone on in the past year, in 2020, and God, things are still going on that, God, uh, we can get overwhelmed with, but God, we thank you that we are overcomers. Um, uh, not because of anything that we do, but because of whose we are, Lord, we belong to you. We are your children, and God, we thank you for that. And we thank you that, Lord, all things are in your hands. Uh, you didn't promise all things would be good. You promised that all things would work together for good uh, to them that love the Lord. And God, so there is, uh, Lord, there are things on this earth and, and things of this uh, physical uh, world, God, that just uh, are um, trying for us and are overwhelming to us and can over uh just overtake us lord but uh, lord we don't fight our warfare in the physical uh lord uh, as you said uh, our battle is not flesh and blood uh, lord it's in the spirit 
And God, you operate in the Spirit. And so, uh, God, we want to be full of your Holy Spirit today. God, we just ask you to do that. Lord, empty us of ourselves, empty us of our flesh, our pride, our egos, uh, God, and just uh, fill us with your Holy Spirit, God. May we abide in your Spirit. May we abide in you, Lord. As you told us, I read this morning, uh, for uh, uh, Lord, you are the vine and we are the branches, Lord. And uh, if we abide in you, uh, then we can ask what we will. And, uh, God, I just pray that, Lord, you would just uh, hear your prayer, the prayers of your saints this morning, God. We pray for all those that are sick, uh, Lord, and uh, our church family and our church loved ones, Lord, and our church friends, God. Would you just bring healing to everyone who's sick? Uh, Lord, rest, uh, restore them to 100%. And, God, we just pray that, God, that you give them patience uh, to wait on you, uh, God, as they're going through the sickness, God. I pray... Lord, just uh, that you would just uh, wrap your arms and comfort those who have lost loved ones during this difficult time. And God, I pray that you give them hope, uh, not the hope of earth or not the hope of anything physical, but again, Lord, the hope of heaven and the hope that we have as believers in Jesus Christ, uh, that, Lord, we will be with you one day and for us to live as Christ and to die as gain. And so we stand on that fact, Lord. And, uh, Lord, just give us wisdom and discernment, Lord, uh, doing church during these difficult times is uh, different than anything we've ever gone through, Lord. I just pray that, God, you would help us to not uh, operate out of fear, but, God, you'd also help us operate out of great discernment and wisdom and uh, wanting to bless others and wanting to, uh, to uh, treat others as more important than ourselves. Lord, I pray that you bless this message today, Lord. I know there's nothing good in me except you, so I ask you, Lord, now to forgive me of my sins, wash me whiter than snow, and, God, just empty me of myself, God, and this Holy Spirit speak through me, and God, use this video to reach people and to speak into people's hearts and lives, uh, God, because it is uh, your word, your power, your spirit that changes lives. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, I started last week on uh, a series of what would Jesus not do, and uh, we talked last week about, uh, if you remember several years ago, the bracelets that came out, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And so uh, we're going to look uh, for a few weeks at uh, what would Jesus not do and uh, what are the things that he doesn't like, what are the things that uh, he would rather us get rid of in our lives. And uh, last week was uh, spiritual indifference or spiritual apathy, uh, which is very easy and can slip up on us. And uh, this second one today is going to be kind of the same thing. This is, uh, this is one thing that's very easy to see in everybody else, <coughs> Excuse me, but it's very hard to see in ourselves, and that word is hypocrisy. Um, hypocrisy. Um, that's what we're going to talk about today. And again, hypocrisy is very easy for me to look in your life and identify the hypocrisy in your life, but it's uh, much harder for me to look at a mirror and see the hypocrisy in my own life. Hypocrisy is what I call one of those things that are blind spots. If you know uh, when you're driving, you know that there are blind spots. There are certain areas that your rearview mirror doesn't catch unless you've got one of those uh, little extra mirrors uh, that will show right up beside the car. And sometimes the car can sneak into your blind spot. And uh, there's a, a great book out called Blind Spots, uh, talking about our spiritual blind spots. And uh, that's what it's talking about. There are spiritual areas in our life that we just don't see. Now, other people see them. And uh, if you really ever want to find out what your blind spots are, blind spots are uh, ask your friends, ask your family, ask your loved ones, and uh, they will tell you. And uh, they can spot them a lot easier than you can because they're looking at your life from, from the outside in. And sometimes we can't see our own mistakes. We can't see our own shortcomings. We can't see our own 
judgment and criticism and our own hypocrisy, all right? So uh, we're going to talk about this today. The number one complaint from non-Christians about Christians. What do you, what do you think it is? Oh, they're all hypocrites. <laughs> and uh, as, as a church and as Christians, sometimes we kind of downplayed this or, or made a joke of it, uh, you know, to say that, uh, you know, to those people, I don't go to church because of all the hypocrites. Uh, and many times, and I've even said this myself many times, well, guess what? There's always room for one more because in reality, we're all hypocrites. And that is true. And uh, that uh, that is a little a little funny, but uh, and and it is true that you know when you compare yourself to perfection, Jesus Christ, and that's what we're all trying to live up to. Then guess what? There's there's no uh, way you can't be a hypocrite. But we don't need to use that as an excuse either. We don't need to use that excuse to, uh, to excuse our hypocrisy or to say that well that's okay. Everybody's a hypocrite, so let's just all be hypocrites together. Uh, we don't uh, ever want to use that to excuse it. All right. And uh, we don't want to use that to downplay what's really happened to people. Listen, uh, people have real hurts. People have really been hurt in the church. Uh, you and I probably both know tons of people who no longer go to church. They, they love the Lord. Maybe they still read their Bible. They still pray. But they say, I'll never go to church again because I really got hurt. I really got wounded. And that's, that's real hurt. And that really happened. And uh, you, can't, you can't dismiss that, all right? Um, the, the truth is, is that uh, if you put your eyes on people and if you uh, let people be the main reason that you don't go to church, then uh, we're always going to be in trouble because church is made up of people. People are imperfect. People make mistakes. People say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. And so we need to understand uh, that uh, their hurt is very real. We don't need to excuse that. We need to try and minister to them. We tried, uh, the Bible tells us to mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice, all right? And so uh, it's very, when somebody says, somebody in the church hurt me, uh, we don't need to make fun of that or make light of that. Uh, we need to try to minister to that person and encourage them that, uh, well, I'm sorry that happened, uh, but let's see if we can get you back in the church. Let's see if we can uh, keep our eyes on Jesus. And really, I know that sounds like a cliche, but that really is the truth for anybody in church and anybody in ministry and anybody living for the Lord is you better always keep your eyes on Jesus because people will let you down. I will let you down. Uh, any uh, Anybody will let you down, all right? Because we are only flesh and blood and we all struggle with sin and we all struggle uh, in those things. And so uh, any any human being has potential to let you down, hurt you, say things that they don't need to say. Um, maybe, maybe this is you today. Maybe you'll watch this video and you'll say, you know, I, I haven't been in church in years because uh, somebody hurt me. Somebody in the church hurt me. They said something to me. Or somebody in the church lied to me. Uh, they told me one thing and then come to find out it was a, it was a total lie. Uh, people I looked up to deceived me. All right? And uh, all I can say is uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, but we must understand our eyes are not on people. Our eyes are on the Lord. Uh, the church is important to Jesus. Obviously, uh, he said that it was his bride. He's the bridegroom, and the church is the bride. And so that means the church is important. And he says, I, I, live, I died. I gave myself for the church. And so uh, the church is important, but even Jesus recognized 
the church is an imperfect uh, animal uh, because it's made up of imperfect people. In fact, I, I was telling somebody, uh, you know, uh, when we had our church grace point, our uh, slogan was imperfect people serving a perfect God. And I really want to get back to that. I, I kind of want to put that as our slogan on, on Landmark because it is very true of what a church should be. We are, we're not proclaiming to have our act together. We're not proclaiming that we have all the answers. We're not proclaiming that we're better than anybody. In fact, we're, we're proclaiming the opposite. We are all imperfect, and uh, we're just all sinners in need of a Savior, and uh, we're one beggar trying to tell another beggar where to get a piece of bread. And so uh, that is just, uh, to me, that says what the church ought to be, uh, that we are an imperfect people, but guess what? We serve a perfect God, and so we've got to keep our eyes on that perfect God, all right? Um, a guy named Brennan Manning uh, said this, and I think this is a pretty true statement. The single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, then walk out the door and deny him with their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. All right? It's a pretty powerful statement, and that, that probably is true. There are many people who maybe would claim to be atheists today or just don't want to have anything to do with God. And why is it? It's because of Christians who said one thing and did another. All right? And so we're going to talk about hypocrisy uh, the rest of the morning and uh, talk about uh, what it is, but before we talk about what hypocrisy is, let's first define what hypocrisy is not, all right? I'm going to give you a couple things. Um, what hypocrisy is not. Hypocrisy is not the disparity between what we do and what we wish we did, all right? In other words, uh, I wish I didn't have bad thoughts, but guess what? I do. I wish I didn't lie, but I did. I wish I didn't cheat, but I did, all right? That is not hypocrisy. That's, that's simply sin, all right? So hypocrisy is not necessarily sin. Uh, it's, you know, it's not the disparity between the things that we do and the things that we wish we did. That's, that's called sin, and you need to confess that, repent of it, and change it in your life, all right? Um, hypocrisy is the gap between what we show and who we really are, all right? The, the, the gap between what we show and who we are. In other words, it's the disparity between what we say and how we live. All right? So the difference between what we say, what our words say, and then the difference between how we live. And uh, I know the common statement that most of us have heard is uh, walking the walk, talk the talk. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? All right? And that really uh, kind of defines hypocrisy. Many people are very good at talking the talk. Um, you know, and I think, you know, it's so easy in today's world. It's always been easy to be a hypocrite, but guess what? In the day and age of social media, it is easier to be a hypocrite than any time before. What do you mean, brother? Well, let me give you an example. I don't mean to step on any toes here, but, uh, you know, as well as I do that as you follow people on social media, that one day you may see uh, a, a great testimony post and uh, scripture and talking about how good God is and then the very next day uh, you might see a post with vulgar words or vulgar meaning and uh, and uh, you know something totally opposite and uh, so you know what what would an unbeliever look at that and think well this person is no different than I do uh, you know here they they praise God in one breath and then they're doing something pretty vulgar the next breath and that's what people see. That's why 
hypocrisy in your life and my life is one of the most damaging things that we can do to the kingdom of God. Because again, all the world, all unbelievers look at that and say, well, they're no different from me. You know, they can, they can say a lot of things, but guess what? As we always say, talk is cheap. And uh, it's not what you say, it's how your life backs up what you say. And if they see you saying one thing in one breath and praising God in one breath and cursing in the next breath, then what does that say to people? That, that sends a totally different message, and that, that sends a message, this person's not real, this person's a fake. They say one thing on one day, they say another thing on another day. All right, so with that, it has never been easier uh, to show your hypocrisy than in the day of social media, all right? So it is the difference between your public persona and your private character. Many people have said your Christianity is not who you are on Sunday, uh, it's the person you are in private. Uh, what kind of person are you? What is your character when it's just you and God? What is your character when nobody else is watching? What is your character when nobody else is looking? Uh, it's, it's very easy in the public to want to put my best foot forward and um, let my public persona be, um, you know, one of, uh, man, this guy's just a great Christian. He's really got his act together. Uh, but then I know that in, in, the, in the moments by myself and in the moments when no one is watching, I know the real me. I know the character. I know my thoughts. I know the things uh, that are in my life. And so uh, we need to understand it's, it's, um, it's a difference between that public persona and private character. And, uh, you know, this is why humility is such a huge character uh, trait and needs to be of all believers. Uh, because unbelievers already think we have a perception of ourselves as holier than thou or that we're better than them or that we have all the answers or that we have it all together. And that's the last thing we need to be doing. I, I never need to be preaching as if I've got my act together. All of you need to get your act together like me. Uh, that's not going to draw anybody. What I need to be saying is I'm a sinner, but God saved me in spite of myself. I still struggle. Uh, listen, I think what people are looking for today uh, is they are looking for somebody who's real, somebody who will be honest. And, you know, one thing I love uh, is when I find a preacher who is the same whether you see him in the pulpit and the same whether you see him in the out Walmart. You know, the thing I loved about Brother Mike was uh, he was the same. He wasn't going to be any different than if you saw him in the pulpit on Sunday and if you saw him in the aisle at Walmart on Monday. And uh, to me, that's what we need to be. I don't need to be trying to come across as a public persona of I have everything together, I have all the answers, and you need to be like me. Uh, no, you don't need to be like me at all. You need to be like Jesus. Amen. And so uh, we need to talk about that. Uh, so let's, let's break the word down. Uh, the word hypocrite comes from the Greek word hypocrites, uh, and the, that Greek word uh, meant an actor, a stage player, or one who hides behind a mask. All right. So in the old Greek theater, one of the ways that they would play different characters, sometimes one person would play multiple characters, and the way they did that was they had different masks, and so they would put the different masks on and change persona, change characters. All right. And so that's where the word hypocrites come from. In other words, when we're a hypocrite, we are wearing a mask. We want to we want to put on our holy mask uh, for our public persona when we go to church, and we want to portray ourselves one way on Sunday and Wednesday, uh, but then we take that mask off during the week when we go to work, and we put on our our party mask and uh, the, the the work persona, which is maybe a totally different persona. Listen, let me tell you today: if your work persona or your neighborhood persona or your friend persona or your um, 
out uh, out with my friends uh, at dinner persona is different than your church persona, then something's not right. Uh, it needs to be the same person. We don't need to be turn, flipping masks on and trying to be one way at church and then be another way during the week. That is the epitome of hypocrisy. Uh, it's Again, that's it's exactly what the word means. We're just putting on different masks, and who knows who the real person is. And this is the problem many times. People think they know the real person, and then they something happens, and they say, well, that's not the person I knew at all. All right? So let's look at the scripture. There's a scripture uh, Paul was writing to Titus, and this comes from uh, Titus chapter 1, verse 16, all right? And uh, Paul was uh, talking about people, talking about uh, Jewish leaders, and here's what he had to say to them. He said, they profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Wow. So that's what Paul had to say about the Jewish leaders. They look real good. They profess to know God. In other words, their mouth says one thing. Um, but he says in their works, they deny him. All right. Uh, they just were all about themselves. And so uh, we know that. Uh, and then if you go to Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, always had harsh words. Jesus never spoke more harshly than he did to hypocrites. All right. And so uh, if you would go to Matthew, I'm going to have to get there too, Matthew chapter 23. And in Matthew chapter 23, um, Jesus is preaching, uh, and he's speaking to the multitudes and the disciples, and he knew that there were some Pharisees and Sadducees in the crowd. So he wanted to speak to them. He wanted to just uh, give a little piece of the sermon to them. And uh, this whole chapter, Matthew 23, <coughs> is called... Many people call it the seven woes because he says, woe to you, all right? And in one part, he is looking probably, they're in the crowd, so he's probably looking while he's preaching this right at the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he's uh, calling them out. So in uh, Matthew chapter 23, verses 27 and 28, and then we're going to jump down to verse 33. Uh, verse 27, 28 says this. He says, Woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful on the outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. All right? And then jump down to verse 33, and he, this is what he calls them. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Wow, pretty strong words. Uh, and here's what's interesting as he's speaking to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus wasn't calling out the sin. He was calling out the show. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were all about the show. If you, if you studied them at all, you know that they were all about ceremony. They had uh, a lot of different ceremonies. They wore these brightly colored robes. They wore all these uh, accessories that went with the robes. They stood out on the street corners, and they, they prayed in a loud voice, and they did it publicly. And uh, pretty much a lot of what they did was just look at me, look at me. Uh, kind of what I said preachers don't need to do is uh, look at me. I have all the answers. Look at me. I'm perfect. You need to get your life together, and you need to live like me. 
And all that does is that's not pointing anybody towards God. That's pointing everyone towards look at me, look at me, look at me. And uh, the main problem with that is look at you, look at you until you fall and people see your pride, your arrogance, your ego. And the, the Bible says pride comes before a fall. Okay, and uh, that's just nothing but guys being full of their own pride and their own ego. All right, uh, you'll notice this. He wasn't calling out the sin. Uh, Jesus didn't say, woe to you who lie or woe to you who cheat or woe to you who steal. Uh, he said, woe to you who are hypocrites. All right. So Jesus is not calling us to perfection. He knows we're not perfect. He knows we're sinners. And you and I need to live under that same recognition that we are sinners. I need to say every day, I am a sinner. I mess up on a daily basis. And so uh, he was not saying, woe to you who sin. He was not saying, woe to you who aren't perfect. He was saying, woe to you who are a, a hypocrite. Sorry. Uh, in other words, to those who do it and want to act like you don't. All right. Uh, to those who say they have no sin, what does the Bible say? You are a liar, all right? And the truth is not in them. Uh, so uh, we're all with sin. None of us are perfect. And uh, we do not need to go around acting like we have our act together, all right? Uh, don't act, uh, you know, don't act like you don't sin. Don't act like you don't uh, struggle. Don't act, you know, I believe people want, would rather have real and honest than they would somebody pretending that they have all the answers, all right? Um, you know, if I, if I want somebody's counsel, I want somebody who's walked the road I've walked. I don't want somebody who says, oh, well, I've, I've figured everything out and I don't struggle with anything. Uh, that's not real. That's not reality. I want somebody who says, I've struggled with that. Let me try to help you as you struggle with that, all right? Um, listen, here's the bottom line. Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy. But here's the good news. He has unlimited grace for sinners in need of forgiveness. Wow. Let me say that again. Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy, but he has unlimited grace for sinners who are in need of forgiveness. And uh, that's where you and I need to be. We need to be in that category. We are sinners in need of forgiveness, and Lord, we throw ourselves upon the mercy of Jesus Christ. All right? Uh, don't don't let hypocrisy come into your life at all. And it's real easy to do sometimes. Uh, we can again, it can be a blind spot. It can sneak up on us, and we can just be doing really good in our spiritual life for a while, and without even realizing it, we've let that pride and that ego and that arrogance just kind of get the best of us. And always watch out because usually, according to the Bible, a fall is coming. All right, um, all right. Uh, and then if we go on uh, in Matthew chapter 23. Uh, verses 25 and 26. This is just before the other one we said. He says, uh, he says this, and this is, here's hope for the hypocrite, all right? Uh, we need to understand, if you have been struggling with hypocrisy, then guess what? There's hope for you also, all right? Uh, here's what he told these scribes and Pharisees. He says, uh, in verse 25 and 26, he says, Woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish so that the outside of them may be clean also. And this talks about a statement that I make all the time. Many people want to try to get their life together and they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to come to the Lord but I need to get some things right first. I need to get my life on the outside looking good. I need to quit doing all these things. 
I need to quit doing all these addictions that I have, and let me get all that cleaned up on the outside so that when I come to church, I can, I can look pretty decent. And uh, that is not the way it works, all right? And that's what Jesus is telling them here. Uh, you don't clean the outside of the cup, and then the dirty is still on the inside of the cup. You clean the inside first, and then uh, God will do a work from the inside out, all right? So you clean the inside of the cup first, and then clean the outside of the cup. If I had to choose one or the other, if I'm going to drink from that cup, I'd a whole lot rather clean the inside first and leave the outside dirty rather than the other way around, all right? And so if you're trying to get your life together and get your act together first before you come to the Lord, it's never going to work that way. The Lord says, you come to me, uh, for if any man be in Christ, behold, he is a new creation. The old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. Uh, and that means the Lord says, you give your heart and your life to me, you trust me, and I'll start cleaning you up from the inside, and then that will affect the outside. What happens on the inside affects what happens on the outside, all right? Uh, when you begin to change on the inside, then you'll have a new desire to change the things on the outside, and it doesn't work the other way around, okay? All right, here's what I've discovered. God would rather me be an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? God would rather me be an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite. Listen, as a preacher, I'm here to tell you today, uh, I, you're never going to hear me be one of the preachers that says, I have all the answers, I know everything. Uh, I admit fully to you guys on a regular basis that uh, I don't know all the answers. I don't even know what a lot of the questions are, uh, but I do know the one who does have all the answers. And all I can really do is point you to him. Uh, I'm not pretending that I have my act together. I'm not pretending that I don't struggle. I'm not pretending that I don't uh, struggle on a daily basis because I'm flesh and blood just like you are. But I would rather be real with you and be an honest sinner than a lying hypocrite. All right? All right. Uh, Proverbs 28.13, if you would turn there with me. Proverbs 28.13. And it says this. Uh, and this is, boy, this is uh, a word for all of us uh, about honesty in your life. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Amen? Wow. Let me read it again. Proverbs 28, 13. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. All the Lord wants from us is complete and total honesty. And that's one of those things sounds real easy, but it's not always easy uh, to be completely and totally honest. Uh, listen, uh, here's a good statement as we come to the end of this. You have nothing to fear when you have nothing to hide. Listen, I wish I could tell you that I was successful in this all my life but I've, I've not been because many times what that means is in order to have nothing to hide that means you have to drop your pride and uh, you have to admit that I'm struggling you have to admit that I, I'm a sinner and admit that I'm struggling in this area and uh, it's not something that's easy uh, for any of us all right uh, but you have nothing to fear when you have nothing to hide the Lord wants us to live in complete and total honesty with him and with others. Uh, so here's my advice to you uh, on, on this sermon. If you don't get anything else, get this. Drop your mask, confess to God, and confess to others. All right? Uh, anything that you're struggling with, 
uh, drop the mask, confess that you struggle, you struggle with it to God, and then confess that you struggle with it to somebody else so they can try to help you. All right. Um, I'm going to end with, uh, if you want to go ahead and look at it, Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Verses 23 and 24. And this is a prayer from King David when he was really struggling. Uh, verses 23 and 24. And we're going to end with this. Uh, and I wanted to end with us all praying it together, all right? But let me say this before uh, we, we end by praying this prayer together. Uh, first of all, what is hypocrisy? It's the gap between what we show and who we are. Uh, you don't close the gaps with perfection. You close the gaps with Jesus Christ. You close the gap by spending more time with your Savior. All right? So after David, many of you know the story of David, Bathsheba, and you know that uh, uh, the prophet Nathan called David out, and David confessed his sin with Bathsheba, and, uh, and then was uh, God restored him. Uh, but it cost David. And uh, so as David was repenting and confessing to the Lord, uh, he prayed uh, this, uh, these prayers, all right? And so um, let's read them together. And what I want us to do is to read these as a prayer. So if you would, would you pray this with me? Search me, O God. Just say it after me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Wow, boy, I have a lot of anxieties. I know you probably do too. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's a prayer we all need to pray every day. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my anxieties. And see if there's any wicked way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. Just asking the Lord to search you, bring to your heart, bring to your mind anything that needs to change, any area in your life that needs work, that needs change. Uh, I always want to give you an opportunity today. Maybe you would say, well, Mark, I'm, I'm really not where I need to be spiritually. Uh, I want to encourage you. I want to lead you in a prayer. And then if you pray this prayer with me, if you... Uh, uh, pray this prayer of salvation, or if you recommit yourself to Christ, maybe you used to uh, live for the Lord, but you've kind of wandered away from Him. He's always there with His arms wide open. I want you to comment uh, at the, in the comments under this video, uh, that, and all you have to do is just say, I prayed that prayer with you. Uh, but pray this prayer with me. If, you're, if you would say, Mark, I'm not sure uh, about my relationship with the Lord, and uh, Mark, I've wandered from the Lord, and I just need to come back to Him, either one, pray this prayer with me. Uh, just say, uh, say this in your heart and mind. Just say, Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And right now, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me whiter than snow. And Lord, I give my heart and my life to you. Help me to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you prayed that prayer. If you did pray that prayer, please comment. I want to be able to pray for you. And uh, just put that in the comments. Just say, I prayed this prayer with you. Well, I hope this message has encouraged you today. Let's go out and live real lives, not hypocrite lives. 
and uh, let's uh, let's be a shining light in the darkness for him. God bless you. I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday.